Thank you for downloading and listening to the Briam Bible Church Sunday Morning Podcast. Briam Bible Church is located in Shoreline, Washington, morning worship at 11, and many more events throughout the week. For more information, please visit our website at www.bereanshoreline.org. We're going to share in our communion service today, and uh, of course this is the first time that we've uh, shared in communion down here in the uh, gym, the L.A. Peterson News Center, so it's a Ever. Ever. Yes. <laughs> so it's a little different, um, but we're going to make it work, and the elders are going to come up here in a little bit. And uh, if you're visiting with us today, or if you've never been with us, we've had a communion a service. About six times a year, we share communion together as a church family, and we just want you to know that if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, you are part of the church, the body of Christ, you are welcome to share communion with us. This is not a membership thing at our church or a regular attender. If you know Christ the Savior, you are welcome to share this. So later on in the service, we're going to have a short meditation before each of the elements, the bread and the cup. The ushers will, or the elders will come and they will serve it to you. We'll hold our uh, each one until we uh, eat and share together as a body of Christ. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, our memory verse for this week, this coming week. If you open your Bibles to 1 Corinthians 12 as we come to share the bread together. I would also like to mention that Wednesday night we will have our annual uh, Thanksgiving service. And we've been doing this since our church began back in 1964. And the Thanksgiving Eve service at 7 o'clock is really a time to share Thanksgiving. We share, we give you a chance to share. It's an informal service. We do a lot of singing. We read some scripture. We have a time for anyone who would like just to stand and just share a word of testimony, something the Lord has encouraged them with, a verse, whatever you want. That's a time for us just to share together, uh, just a short, uh, generally just a scripture meditation, uh, not a sermon. And so we invite you to come. It'll be at 7 o'clock. We'll meet, we're going to meet in the, in the sanctuary. So just be aware, uh, if, if you need to, if you have trouble with steps, park over on that side and come in that way. Otherwise you can park and come right through here, uh, into the sanctuary. And, uh, if you come, we're gonna put the final coat of paint on for the most part tomorrow evening. And so if you come, I'll give you a little tour of the lobby area. How's that? Okay. Uh, well, I'm gonna have it cleaned out a little bit and you get a little update on where we are. It's coming along. We're looking forward to getting back in there soon. It's really gonna be, you're gonna love it. It's gonna be really, really nice. Uh, most importantly, uh, it's going to be used by God for many years to come to allow people to fellowship, to be a part of the community, to reach out into our neighborhood with the love of Jesus Christ. And thank you for your service for that. And for those who came this weekend to help uh, paint, thank you so much for that. I think I got it all off. But then I went out and rubbed up against the walls this morning. I got junk all over my suit, you know, trying to inspect things. So I think I'm okay. Let's pray. Father, as we open your word, we pray your blessing on your word to our hearts as we share in this very important time. Just to stop, and just we've all had busy lives. We know there's a lot going on, a lot of concerns on our heart. It's good for us just to stop and to be reminded once again as we share communion together as the body of Christ of the death of our Savior and the, the, the price that was paid for our forgiveness for sins, for the hope of the resurrection and eternal life, the presence of the Holy Spirit, and the joy to call you our Heavenly Father. And so be with us as we just meditate on this for a few moments this morning. In Christ's name, amen. amen. 1 Corinthians 12.12, 12, the body is a unit, 
though it's made up of many parts, and through all its part, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. So it is with Christ. It's a very simple truth, but a very important truth as we come today, as members of the church, the body of Christ, to celebrate communion. Uh, some call it to celebrate the Lord's table. It's always amazes me when I think of how we do this that. All over the world today, and of course because of different time zones, many have already taken, this has already taken place. All over the world today, the Lord's people are celebrating communion, the Lord's table, in so many different ways. There's no prescribed fashion, there's no schedule, there's no right way to do it in the sense of what you use. Some, you know, there's all sorts of different ways. What, what, what is prescribed is the heart condition. And what is really prescribed is that the Apostle Paul um, told his people at, the, at Corinth, the people he was ministering to, that he said in verse 26 of chapter 11, For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. The purpose of the communion service. We celebrate the first day of the week. Why? Why do we celebrate the first day of the week? It's Resurrection Sunday. This is our Sabbath day, if you will. And the early church began meeting the first day of the week as that was the day the Lord rose from the dead. So every Sunday, the week, every Sunday that we gather is Easter. Right? Every Sunday is Resurrection Sunday. But you notice the focus for the communion service is the Lord's death. We are here today to proclaim together the Lord's death until he comes. And I want us to focus on our memory verse this week, that we do this in this, this really very simple, practical, yet beautiful illustration of what the church is. Paul says in chapter 12, verse 12, the body is one, but it's made up of many parts. We form one body. And it's such a practical illustration because every one of you today is, is, is an illustration of that. We are bodies. Every one of you has a body. You're here today. And we believe in the body, soul, and spirit. Now, some, some believe in two-part body and non-material soul, spirit, some in three-part soul. But the point is, we have a physical and a non-physical. And we can understand this. And Paul goes on to describe this. He wanted this church at Corinth. This is an early epistle. And there's a lot of divisions. There's a lot of things going on. Paul has to be pretty strong in his language with these people because of some of the challenges and divisions that they're going through. Is there, you know, this, this, these are the people are saying, well, well, we're of Paul. No, we're of Peter. No, we're of Apollos. No, we're of Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, who's right? Right? We got four groups here saying we're, we're right. And, and Paul's appealing to them to remember that, that they are one in the Lord Jesus Christ. And how he describes this in verse 14. And it's so practical. The body is not made up of one part, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be a part of the body. If the ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, it would not, for that reason, cease to be a part of the body, it's interesting, one of the earliest church fathers, I think it was Athanasius, um, made the comment on this, that is it interesting that the two he illustrates here, the foot and the hand, the ear and the eye, are sort of in pairs 
of similar parts of the body, right? The foot and the hand are, are extremities that we work with. Our finger, we, our feet move us and our hands do things. They're very similar. The other pair, the, the, the ear and the eye, the senses, right, are very similar. He made this point that it's an interesting point that he says oftentimes he has found that the ones that we're sort of closest to, but not quite as good as we think, are the ones we compare ourselves to. I mean, the foot doesn't compare itself to the eye, but it can compare itself to the hand and say, well, I'm just not quite as good as the hands, so I'm not part of the body. Do you get it? You know, these are the pairs that are their closest proximity. And he says, this is our human nature. That oftentimes we look at other people and say, well... You know, they're just little. They're just a little bit better than, and there's so much more that God is doing through them. And I'm just not quite the same. I don't know if I belong to the body like they do. And, and the Apostle Paul says, no. He says, every one of us, every one of you, is critical. And he says, how ridiculous! How ridiculous for the foot to say, well, I'm not a hand, so I guess I'm not. But where's the hand going to go without the feet, right? And, and, and the, this whole point is that there's a unit. He says, if the whole body, verse 17, were an eye, where would the sense of hearing be? I mean, it, this is so practical. If the whole body were an ear, where would the sense of smell be? But in fact, notice, God has arranged the parts in the body, every one of them, just as he wanted them to be. God arranged it. God, God has made and the, the focus here, friends, I think the focus here is not so much on the fact that that there are many parts, but that's the, the diversity of the parts. I mean, look at look at look at you, look at you, look at us, look at the diversity in this congregation today. Now we all, you know, we sort of dress the same, the most part. Um, you know, we drive cars, we walk, you know, but we're so diverse. There are so many gifts and talents. I mean, I mean, if someone say, well, boy, if I could only do music like the Aqua family, you know, and the Aqua family would say, if I could only paint like, you know, the guys that painted this weekend, or I could only do this like that and this and that. And, and if I could speak, if I, and, and, and he says, listen, they were gifted by God with musical skills. Yes, they've honed those skills, but it's a gift. It's a spiritual gift. Those working in our nursery right now, there's a tremendous spiritual gift. Those people who this week have been praying, you know, we're all called to pray. Some of you are gifted, and I know who some of you are. That's why I ask you, when a certain prayer request come in, would you be sure to pray for this matter? Because I know that you spend specific amount of time in prayer. I mean, we, we are all gifted. It's the diversity that's important, and it's good. Listen, we need to praise God for the diversity of the body of Christ. If we were all the same, it would not happen. It's arranged by God this way. It's arranged by God this way on purpose. And that's what he says here. God is the one who has done this for a very important purpose. And that is, he has done this so that the body of Christ functions as a healthy body. Not a perfect body, but a healthy body that can serve him Every one of you has a calling by God. Every one of you has a Christian calling. The pastors here are not the only ones that have full-time Christian callings. You all have a Christian 
calling. And it's important. And God has placed you where he wants you. And I want you, as we, as we come to the, the bread this morning, to represent the body of Christ that was broken for us. And yet Jesus broke the bread and gave it to his disciples one at a time and said, eat this in remembrance of me. As they did this as a body, and Paul tells the Corinthian church to do it as a body. I want you to notice the last part of this. He says this. I'm in the middle of verse 24. God has combined the members of the body. He has given greater honor to the parts that lacked it. The parts of my body, there's some parts inside my body you can't see today. But they are really important. Isn't it kind of amazing to think that we're a few heartbeats away from here in eternity? I mean, do you ever think about your heart? How it just keeps on pumping? <laughs> my whole life it's just been doing what it's supposed to do. And all it has to do is stop for a few pumps. And I could be in eternity with, with the Lord. You don't see it. But boy, it's important. And the, and the point here is, there are parts of the body of Christ we don't see that are so critical. And notice what he says here. Verse 26. If one part suffers, every part suffers with it. If one part is honored, Every part rejoices with it. Now you are the body of Christ. And each one of you is a part of it. Now I just want to remind you, friends, we're going to receive the bread in just a moment. But this thought here, that along with the diversity of being a body of Christ comes this very practical application. When one part of your body suffers, your whole body suffers. Isn't that true? I mean, if, yeah, if you if you have to have surgery and they can give you anesthesia to to deaden the pain of that part of the body, you don't feel it. But after it wears off, you you know that you know that if any part of your body is suffering physically, you feel it. You can't isolate it. You can't say, "Well, my hand is really cut and really hurt and so on," but I'm just going to forget about that for a while. No, you can't. It's there all the time in front of you, and the rest of your body tries to help out and tries to compensate. I mean, if I, if I, I've had a few leg and, you know, knee and ankle injuries playing sports and stuff or walking the dog when the dog pulled me down, you know, that kind of thing. Last time it happened to my knee. What do you do? You compensate with the rest of your body until it gets better. And friends, that's what we're supposed to do. And it, and when one part of the body of Christ suffers, we are all supposed to feel it. You know, we, 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 we have our mission we had our mission conference. We have, we have mission work all over the world and we get the, and we, the conference is over, but we continue to support, we continue to give and I encourage you to participate. Be a part of our missionary program. Fill out a pledge card, however small or large, be a part of it. They let us know when something's happening and we pray for them. We're praying for Sally Weber right now, right? I mean, dear Sally, what an important part of our church family. And she had hip surgery and she's struggling through the recovery now. We all should be feeling that. Uh, Gary shared a, a prayer request about, about Tammy, John and Sue Ellison's daughter. Probably a good majority of you don't know that family because you weren't here when they were here. I happen to know that family because of generations. Her grandfather used to drive from Chicago, Illinois to Grand Rapids, Michigan every week to teach theology at Grace College. 
I was in his classes. I learned theology from him. Every week he'd make that trip up and make the trip back. And two of his sons were in the ministry, Cal and John. John served here. We shared a prayer request this morning. This family is, is, is hurting right now. And, you know, this is a family that served the Lord, and she and her husband and their children, they've served the Lord. God has called her home. Many of you can relate, right? It's too early. It shouldn't have happened. Even if you don't know them, we all should be feeling that today when we tell you about that and pray for them. And we all should be rejoicing. And the rejoicings has taken place in the body of Christ. And I'm going to ask the elders to come forward at this time. And we're going to share in the bread this morning. As we pass each of you a small piece of bread, would you just stop and let it remind you that you are a part of something so much bigger than just this group here. We are part of the church, the body of Christ. What a privilege. I would like you to hold this bread and remember it represents the body of our Lord Jesus Christ that was given for you. Our elders are going to do the best now not to get mixed up today in this whole new setting. (laughs) Give them a little slack. We're going to give you the bread and please hold it. And then we're going to have some instructions from the Aquas. Faith's going to give us some instructions for some beautiful music we're going to share in to help us meditate on what this means that we are a body of Christ. The Lord Jesus Christ, the night he was betrayed, the night he was betrayed, the last supper in the upper room in Jerusalem, gathered with his disciples, and he told them, I have with great desire, I've desired and looking forward to eating this meal with you. And after the meal, he took the bread, he passed it to them, gave them each a piece as he broke it. He said, this bread represents my body, which is broken for you. When you do this, you do it in remembrance of me. They didn't understand. None of them understood what really was going to happen. He told them, but they didn't fully understand until they stood at the foot of the cross, those that did, and watched him die. And they saw his body, which had been battered and broken, that perfect, sinless body of our Lord Jesus Christ, broken for us. He said, when you eat this bread, you're doing it in remembrance of me. Friends, let's just remember this morning our Lord Jesus Christ. Eat it in remembrance of him and have a moment of quiet prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we do thank you for the privilege of sharing this together as a local family of God. We are the body of Christ. And Lord, we come today rejoicing in our diversity, rejoicing in your gifts, but most of all rejoicing that we are forgiven for our sins, for all eternity. And we can be here today in your presence as your family. In Christ our Savior's name we pray. Amen. Just a thought, thought for a minute before we have a cup. You guys can stay here. I'll go over here. 
just a thought before we have the cup this morning. And um, the next verse that, well, this is kind of odd. I feel like I'm, yeah. You guys, all right, go ahead. <laughs> we'll make it work. <laughs> Keith says we'll sit down, so we'll sit down, all right? Okay, all right. The next verse, uh, in that next to our memory verse this week, which I hope you can memorize, you can memorize this verse. It's really short. The body is a unit, though it's made up of many parts, and though all of its parts are many, they form one body, so it is with Christ. I know you can memorize that verse this week, right? We'll say it next week together. The next verse. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now, friends, this, these are very important spiritual truths. You never drank physically the, this Holy Spirit. You, there's no cup you can drink to drink the Holy Spirit. But Paul says you were given the Spirit to drink. Every one of you, if you know Christ as Savior, you have been filled with the Holy Spirit. When you were saved, the Holy Spirit has indwelt you. This is an amazing thought beyond our even beginning to touch on. How, how could I ever touch on the thought, how is it possible that the Holy Spirit is, is part of me? Holy Spirit, Father, Son, how is that possible? But that's what it says. Paul says you were sealed with the Holy Spirit till the day of redemption. Every one of you that know Christ as Savior, you have the Holy Spirit. Where I go, the Holy Spirit goes this week. That's amazing and it's a little scary, isn't it? You're driving down the freeway. The Holy Spirit's driving with you. You're going to work, going to school, going to the store. How do you treat people in the store? How do you feel when that... Why is it that the line you pick is always the longest? <laughs> what, what is it about that? How do, you, how do you treat people when that happens? How do I treat people when that happens? Holy Spirit's there. Likewise, friends, we know that baptism has been practiced in many different ways throughout history, but the important point here is the spiritual application. The word baptize, it means to, to put into, to place into. Jews, the Jewish community, and even today in the McVeighs, they are placed into the water even today as part of the purification and cleansing ritual. But this is so much deeper the Holy Spirit has placed me into Christ. That's why we are the body of Christ. Paul says, we were all baptized, placed, immersed by one Spirit into one body. Now friends, this metaphor of the body is a, is, is a reality, and it takes on a new reality in, in, the, in, the pastoral, in the prison epistles where Paul says in Colossians, we are the church, the body, he is the head. We sort of transition this metaphor from talking about some of you are eyes and some of you are ears and some of you are nose and some of you are feet and some of you are gallbladders, you know, and so forth. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> It sort of transitions to a little bit different picture. Now the picture is we are the body, but he is the head. 
And I want, to, I want you just to have this thought as we go to the cup this morning. Romans chapter 6. In Romans chapter 6, we continue this spiritual application of this important truth of the Spirit baptizing us, placing us into Christ Jesus. Please don't ever say, well, I know I'm going to heaven because I was water baptized. No, you are going to heaven because Christ has accepted you by the Holy Spirit into his body. Look what he says here in Romans 6. What shall we say? Shall we go on sinning, verse 1, that grace be increased? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live any longer? Or do you not know that all of us, and put this together with Corinthians, all of us who were baptized into Jesus were baptized into his death. You, This is deep, friends. You have to make your own application today. I was placed in, when Christ died on the cross, I died there with him. I didn't have to suffer. But I died with him. That's what he says here. You were placed, you were baptized into his death. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death. When he was placed in that tomb, I was placed in that tomb with him. Because he went to that tomb knowing every one of us that we're going to be part of his family. He's God. And the Father... We were placed by the Holy Spirit into his burial. And look at this. In order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live. Now notice this is in the present tense. Not that we have a hope someday. to We may live a new life now. Listen, friends. I was placed into Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. I've been so identified with Jesus Christ that I actually participated in those. I don't understand it. But that's what it says. And that is why I have the hope of the resurrection. You know, we we, we talk about, and and it hurts. We've lost some dear people recently in our church family. We Again, some of you are very close to the Ellison family. We, 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 I don't like the word lose. We didn't lose them. But it hurts, doesn't it? But listen, do we really believe we are going to be together again for eternity? Is that really possible? That we are actually going to see our mothers and fathers and maybe children that God has called home people all over the world that we've been praying. We are actually, do we really believe that? Really? Really? Why? Because of the cup, the blood of Jesus Christ, that we've been placed into his death, burial, and resurrection, that we may live a new life here and now. I'm going to ask the elders to come forward. We're going to share in the cup. And I'd like to ask you once again, just to hold it and meditate. It represents, it's just grape juice. It's just a little bit. But it represents the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ when his hands and his feet were pierced. And when they came to to break their legs because 
the bodies had to come off the cross for the holy Sabbath, a high holy Sabbath. He was already dead. And that soldier took a spear and threw it in his side and said the blood and the water poured out to the foot of the cross for my sin. The Lord Jesus Christ, the night he was betrayed, he took the cup after dinner, after that Passover dinner. He passed it to his disciples and he said, drink this cup. It represents my blood, which is shed for you. I will not drink this cup again until I come in the kingdom. Listen, friends, this is a time to rejoice. He is coming again. He's coming for us, his church, and he's coming back to reign. And he's going to drink that cup. He's going to drink the cup as the Messiah and King. Until that time comes, let us drink this cup together and proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Father, we thank you for this empty cup. We celebrate today the death of our Lord Jesus Christ, but the empty cup reminds us of the empty tomb because he was not left there. We will not be left there. We have a hope, a wonderful hope, and we give you thanks today. In Christ our Savior's name we pray. Amen. Now, normally, you put the cup in the pew in front of you. Please don't try to do that. <laughs> but you're all smart enough, you figure it out. <laughs> but you guys get to put yours in here. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that part. <laughs> okay, let's close our service. Our final song. Nope. Oh, what's that? Okay, that was our final song, Closing Prayer. <laughs> Thank you, John. And thanks for leading the worship today. Wasn't that nice singing those songs during communion today? Amen. Let's stand and be dismissed in prayer. I want to say, uh, where's my friend Trainer Hansen? Trainer, are you here? I need your help. Make sure I want to say this right. And what I want to say is, are we not a blessed people? Is that right to say? How, what's the answer? If I say, are we not a blessed people? We are blessed indeed. How's that? Are we not a blessed people? We are blessed indeed. <laughs> now listen, if you're here today and you do not know Jesus Christ as your Savior, please, I don't want you to walk out those doors or that door without hearing how much God loves you. He loves you so much that what we have just shared together represents His love. You can receive it today. It's a free gift. My friend Jean Berg was telling us today, and she rode the taxi home from the, uh, the Heritage Museum yesterday. You went to down the Nordic Museum. The taxi driver started writing and witnessing to her, <laughs> make sure she knew Christ the Savior. And she said, "Amen. We, I believe that we are, we are in the family of God." Listen, friends. And what he told her was, "You don't have to do anything for it. It's a free gift, and that is." true. It's between you and God. Say yes to God. Why wouldn't you? 
Why wouldn't you accept Christ's payment for your sins? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you for another Easter resurrection day. We are soon going to be celebrating the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. It's a beautiful season. We're getting ready for it. But before that, we celebrate Thanksgiving. We come as a thankful people. We are thankful. We are a blessed people. We are a humble people. And Lord, I know every person here who who knows you as Savior today, it would be the greatest joy to them if even one person received Christ as Savior, if they don't know him as Savior. And so we extend that offer on your behalf today. Receive forgiveness for sins. Receive eternal life and the hope of the resurrection and be transformed from death to eternal life. If that's you, friend, and I could be of any help, or Pastor Kevin or Pastor Gary, we'd love to just come up and talk with us. We pray with you. That's the most important thing. We leave this place rejoicing in our Savior. And all God's people can say together, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Thank you for coming. We'll be here same time, same place next week. (laughs) 